Father, there is none other like you. And we just bless you and we love you, Father. We repent of our sins. We thank you for allowing us to come boldly, boldly to your throne of grace with every prayer that we have. And, Father, we thank you for answering every prayer that we petition to you. And we thank you, Father. Now, Lord, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way, spiritually, physically, mentally. Lord, uh, whatever we need, we want to receive it today. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Holy Spirit is always welcome in this place. I don't have to welcome him because he's always here. Amen. Hallelujah. But we're going to talk about crossing the finish line. Amen. Hallelujah. We talked yesterday about finishing your course. And when you finish your course, you, you cross the finish line when you're done. And you don't, uh, you don't uh, get to die until you finish what God has called you to do on this earth. A lot of people try to check out early. <laughs> but, you know, that's not right. The Bible says to live until you're satisfied. And you can't be satisfied until you finish what God has called you to do in the earth. Amen? Hallelujah. And you just don't have to go. Amen. People don't know that, but you don't, you don't have to go until you're satisfied. God's word doesn't lie. But you have to accomplish some things on this earth. You know, everybody is important to God. Everybody, you know, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Amen. For each and every one of us. And God wants to help us in the things that he's called us to do. He doesn't just call us to do things and then expect us to do it and doesn't help us get it done. The Holy Spirit is our helper. And the Holy Spirit always has everything on time in order if we will but pay attention. Amen. So I'm going to be uh, reading out of Hebrews 12. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants us to run this race of faith with patience. You know, the Bible calls this life a race. If you're... uh, in faith and if you're born again and redeemed and you are obeying God doing what he told you to do then you're running a race amen not that um, you're in a hurry and it's a contest it's not a contest but God gave us all a specific time to get things done and we need to stop wasting time amen We waste time trying to get things done, and then we look back and we don't get anything accomplished because we're not doing what God told us to do and how he told us to do it. See, not only does he have a plan and purpose, he has a specific way to get these things done. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. He has an easy way for us to get things done. Amen? Well, we, most of the time... We allow other things to get in our way, and we don't accomplish things on time. Amen? Because there's a time factor built into everything that we do. Souls, 
are on a time factor. The, the Lord of the harvest the whole, and the Holy Spirit works on the hearts of the people. And then he has you, you know, in a specific place at a specific time to come in when that person's heart is ready to receive God. Amen. To receive Jesus in their heart. But if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, if we're not on time with what God has called us to do, then that person can miss you. Y'all understand? We miss our appointed time because we're not on time with God. Amen. hope I didn't mess that up. But y'all get the, the gist of what I'm trying to say. Amen. So your course is your assignment. We talked a lot about this yesterday. It's a God-given assignment. It's not the assignment you chose to do because you like doing it. But your course is God, your God-given assignment, and you don't quit it and sit on the sidelines. Amen? But you stay in the race and you cross the finish line. When you, when you go to these marathon races, you never see people sitting on the sideline unless they're up near the ribbon and they finish their course. And you see people getting water and get, putting water all over themselves and, you know, people on the sidelines handing them a drink or a towel so that they can stay in motion and keep going forward and finish what they are called to do. Amen. And so in the same way, that's in the natural, but in the same way, like a runner, we have to keep pace. We have to keep going forward. We have to continue on in what God has called us to do. Amen. The thing that causes us to not stay on time, stay and keep our pace is weights. The Bible says to lay aside every weight. And sometimes we don't allow ourselves to lay aside the weights because we get so consumed with what's going on in our lives that we forget what we're doing. A weight can be some examples. A weight can be the Internet. Ouch. Social media is a weight because it takes your time, your time and your attention away from God. TV can be a weight. I know it's a weight in my house, and I just got to the place where I just shut it down. Amen. Can't afford that cable anyway. In other words, I can afford it if I want to. I need to stop spending the money that way, and I have. And so there's a lot of things we need to shut down because it's a weight, and it's a, um, what can I say? It's a, it's a weight, but it's a, a unfamiliar weight. It's one of those weights that sneak in and you don't know it's a weight because you think it's a necessity, but it's a weight. And so these things weigh us down. And when, then when, by the time we go to God for some direction and some clarity, we're tired because we fell asleep looking at HGTV. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But weights hold us back. And we need to drop the weights, get rid of the weights. Amen. How do you do that? At first, you acknowledge that they're there. It's good to take a self-analysis so you'll understand what your weight or what's weighing you back. Sometimes it could be a friend. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, sometimes it could be a bad habit. Sometimes people go and exercise too much. Not me, of course, but... <laughs> But you know what I'm saying. You know, anything 
too much of anything can be bad. That's what I'm saying. Hallelujah. So we are called to a specific work in this earth, and then there's these things called weights that come in. They sneak in, and they delay us. You ever been delayed? You look up and you say, wow, I've been doing something for 20 years. Where did the time go? And you didn't get that specific thing accomplished. You got a lot accomplished, but not some specific things, and those were major things in your life. Amen. And it's because of weights, things that weigh you down. So let's go to Hebrews 12.1. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which so easily ensnare us. You see how it says so easily ensnare us? Because most of us sometimes don't even know we're in sin. But the devil is, is, what's that word? He's sneaky. What's that Pastor Barb say? The devil is slick. Amen. And he'll try to slide things in on you so you don't know it's sin or you don't know it's a, a weight The devil has a way of trying to make us feel like what we're doing, everything that we do is a plus, when it's really not. Some things are, some things aren't, you know. So you have to go back and analyze and check yourself out and make sure that you are not being weighed down. Amen. So let me finish reading. Lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Amen. So how do we run this race with endurance? Amen. That means you don't stop. You don't falter. You don't quit. Hallelujah. You keep going because you you don't want to get sidetracked and start sitting on the sidelines because you feel like you deserve a vacation. Or I need to rest. I need a rest from my ministry. I need to go on a sabbatical. You ever heard such a thing? <laughs> so you run with endurance, the race that is before you. Hallelujah. And I think I gave a, um, I hear a little hum, but I know you'll take care of that. Um, let's see. I gave a definition of endurance yesterday. But it's to keep you keep going. I was going to look for it and read it to you so we could get a clear understanding. But when you endure, whatever comes your way, you don't quit. Amen? You don't quit because you don't have an excuse because something happened. Well, this happened and, you know, my car broke down or whatever happened. It's not an excuse. It's not a reason to quit serving God and to quit running this race with patience. You take care of it by faith. You know, you call a tow truck by faith or whatever you need. You do it by faith and you get back on the job. Amen. Because the devil throws these things in to sidetrack you and to make you to to send worry your way so that you don't think God is with you. And that's the ultimate reason that these things happen. The devil doesn't want you to think that God is with you. He wants you to think you're in this by yourself. And then pretty soon he'll tell you you're not in a race, (laughs) that you don't have an assignment, and God didn't tell you to do that. No, that's how it works. Amen. So we need to look at Jesus and use Jesus as our example. 
Amen. He finished the race. You know, he, it says he stayed in the race until it was finished because that's what he said when he, you know, took that cross. And at the end, he said, it is finished. And we need to stay in the race until it is finished. Are y'all here? Amen. So we can accomplish a great deal from the time God gives us our assignment to the time your assignment ends. Now, when does your assignment end? When you're ready to go home to be with the Lord. It's an ongoing. You never stop. This assignment never stops. And that's why when people come and say, well, God told me to do something else or, you know, we know that's not true. Because your assignment don't end. It ends with your life. Now, if you're planning to check out, just say that. Amen. But you're not planning on doing that. So stay with your assignment. Stay with what God has called you to do and endure. Endure hardship like a good soldier. You have to endure. Whatever comes your way, know that God is with you. He's fixing it. He's working on that situation, and it will not last. The thing about turmoil and tribulation is it has a time factor. And you know what? It has to leave you alone. Bad stuff doesn't keep happening over and over for a lifetime. But if you stay with God, these things will end, and this too shall pass. And so you have to stay with God and endure hardship and be a soldier about it. Don't be a wimp. Quit crying. Amen. You know, sometimes it's time you shed your little tears, but you get back up. And you finish strong. And this is what Jesus did. He finished strong. Paul finished strong. He says, I have fought a good fight. You know, and so we have to do just like our examples. We have to fight a good fight, the good fight of faith. Don't falter. Don't quit. And finish strong. Amen. Do be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. In other words, be in your assigned place. So that when God has a a divine connection for you, you won't miss what that connection has to offer you. How many of you know there's divine connections? You're walking with God. God is in in control of who you meet, what you say, what, what that relationship produces. We're not on our own time. Amen. We're on God's time, but we act like we're running stuff. We're not running stuff. You know what I'm saying? We're really not. Amen. See, you on God's time doing something else. Did that make sense? Amen. We on God's time doing something other than what he has called us to do. Amen. You know, well, well, he told me to go to work. He sure did. If you don't work, you don't eat. Amen. And believe it or not, where you work is in a signed place. There's a lot of people out of place with where they work. But when you finally realize it and you pray, God will help you get to the right place. Amen. Because you have favor there. Whenever you have favor in a place, that's your assigned place. But sometimes those things come to an end, too. You have to check in with God. Don't just quit. Check in with God. And find out if it's time for you to move on to another place. Amen. Sometimes it is, and sometimes you just got to stay there and fight the devil. You know, I, I can always tell people this. Did you have favor there? Yes. Well, stay there. This is the devil trying to move you out from where God has placed you because 
maybe a promotion. I don't know. Something is coming up. But it's always better to be where God has called you to be. And because you have favor there, that's where you belong. Amen. Until that time. And God does open other doors. Amen. And so always go to God before you do anything drastic. And sometimes you just don't. Sometimes you can put in for uh, other jobs and, and you say, I don't know what happened. I just didn't get it because God, God has you where he wants you for now. And so it's good to adapt to that. I don't know where I'm going with this, whatever. But it's good to adapt to where God has you and quit fighting it because you're making yourself miserable and then blessings will come. Amen. Sometimes your assigned place don't look like your assigned place because the devil gets in there and want to move you. Let it be God. Amen. That was for somebody. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. I'm just moving right along. Amen. So we we need to stop going around in circles and get the job done. You know, how many of you have ever gone around in a circle? You know, Jesus learned a good lesson from those Israelites. He saw how they went around and around. An 11-day trip took 40 years. You know why? Because they weren't doing what their assignment called them to do. See, if you don't stay with your assignment, you'll just be, (laughs) you'll never prosper. You know, I mean, prosper to something better. You know, a lot of people take them. That's why a lot of people quit and take themselves out of what God has called them to do because they want something different and something better because they don't know how to get the better or get get through another open door with God. So they do it themselves. Does that make sense? They do it themselves and they wind up in the wrong place. But God has an assigned place for everybody, and he has a time. There's a time factor for everything. And he has better plans for you. If you're working at a bad place, he'll get you to another place. Amen. Just stay with God. Let him open doors. Don't go opening doors yourself because it could be a worse place. You ever heard of that? I've known people to do that, and the place that they left was better than the place they went. That's because God didn't open that door. I don't know. That's for somebody. I know it is. But just stay with God, and he will bless you according to his riches and glory. He has great things for his people. He does, God does not withhold from us. He'll give you everything that you want, everything that you need, everything pertaining to life and godliness. God has that for you, and he wants you to have it. He's not mad at you. He don't dislike you. He loves you. Amen. And he has great blessings for us. This is a season to get blessed. So all I would do is just open up a new bank account and shout for joy and be blessed. Amen. And thank God. Call God good and good will show up. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus only did things once. And that's what we need to start doing. Stop going around in circles. See, disobedience will cause you to go around in circles. He did things once. We need to do like he did and call it done. Amen? Hallelujah. The Bible says he went around healing them all who were sick. Say he touched them, healed them, preached the good news. Amen? And accomplished everything that God ordained for him to accomplish. And he did it once and for all. And we need to be the same way Jesus would do it once and for all. Jesus learned from those 
Israelites what not to do. And we need, that's why this Bible, we have this Bible. It tells us what to do and what not to do. But you have to be careful because the devil is slick and he'll take the same scenario that he, uh, he'll take the same scenario from somebody that failed and whip it on you but with a different connotation or it'll look different. He'll, in other words, he'll wrap it differently. And this just so you can go think that's different. But when you unwrap that box, it's the same old refurbished gift. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And so you have to really stay with God because you can't get anything better if you dump God. Without God, you, you, can't, you just can't get anything better. So stay with him. Stay on your assignment. Do what God has called you to do. Amen. And when you get confused and you feel weak or you feel like you can't accomplish what God has called you to do, there's the Holy Spirit, your helper. Amen. God never leaves you alone. He never leaves you in the middle of anything. You know, we're winding down, and it's blessing time. And I'm telling you, God will not leave you where you are. He's going to take you across that, that finish line. He wouldn't leave you where you are right now because it's, you, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, I can feel the blessings. It's so close you can feel it. Anybody else like that? Amen. Let God see your hand. It's like I want my blessing now, God. And the finish line is so quick, it's so uh, clear. I mean, it's so close you don't want to stop. God's going to help you across that finish line. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus refused to do things twice, and we need to do that too. Do it once and do it right the first time. That's what my parents used to tell us. <laughs> Amen. We can learn from those Israelites in the same way Jesus did. We must allow God to lead and guide, and that's the secret to your, your blessing. Let God lead and guide us. Stop doing stuff on your own, and he must lead and guide us daily. And what does that mean? It means that when your day first starts, you give God a hello, a thank you. And God, lead and guide my steps today. Get me closer to my miracle than I was yesterday. Just in, amen. Incorporate him in your life, in your prayer life, in your, your, you know, you can have time with God on your way to work, in your car. No, nobody has an excuse, amen? And don't allow worries and cares of this life to discourage you. Those are discouragers. And see, when you, you carry so much pressure and when you're worried about things and you're ill at ease, not at peace, these are the things that cause you to start going around. You got off, and you're starting to go around in a circle. All right, does that make sense? Like the children in the wilderness, and you're going around and around. It's a time waster. You get discouraged. Then you say, I'm too old. Well, you need to stay with God. Consult him when, things, when, you, go, when you get off. Consult him, and he'll get you on the right path. Amen? And endure the process. Endure the process. God has not set anybody up to fail. Amen. You must identify your weights. This is why sometimes blessings take so long to get to us. Because we don't, we don't identify our weights. In other words, what's weighing me down? 
Amen. So you go through your life and we, you know, let me tell you what, we always come up with people. That's wrong. People don't weigh you down. That's the, that's the easy, it's easy. Amen. But people don't weigh you down. I, I wrote a couple of examples of what a weight is and what it is the obvious thing. I mean, it's the un, the not obvious things or the unobvious things. It's like that TV program, I mentioned some things, or um, that friend that you like to talk to in the morning when you can spend time with God, or, um, you know, that that outfit that's revealing, and it gets you some looks, and then that sidetracked your mind. Is he the one? No, he ain't. He's, you know what I'm saying? Little things, little things you have to... And see, God, the, God will point these things out to you so you can just live, live easy, live quick and clean, not quick, but clean with God and have less troubles. And God can get your blessing to you quicker because these little things hold you up. So you need to ask God, what are these things? Identify these weights that come in and delay my blessing. Amen. Facebook, I know, is a weight. A weight is a concern. Amen. Worrying how you're going to pay for stuff. You know, um, I need some tires or I need a, a tune-up or whatever it is. You know, you just do it by faith. I, I kept looking at that little thing on my windshield and the date was long past, but I hadn't gotten to the, the mileage. And then one day the mileage, I caught up with the mileage. And I said, oh, I got to get a you know, whatever you call it, oil change, and then uh, tune-up or whatever, that oil change. And so I was saying, well, you know, come. I don't think I can get it this week. Next week, I don't think I can get it. And then one day God said, go get that thing. Just go get it. And I went and got it and had the money all along. See how, because here's the devil, oh, you got to do this, and it's not enough money. And see, I beat him up years ago, but it's so easy to fall back into that flow. And then you got to be careful, because he's there to try to stop you. And, and see, that's called living by faith. He don't want you to live by faith. He wants you to worry, because he likes that. And then he can separate you from what you're supposed to be doing and waste your time. And then you sit up and you look mad at God, like, I've been waiting all this time, but it's, it's always us. And so it's always good to try to find out what is the weight or the concern that's, that I'm allowing to hold me back so that I don't get further in God so I can get my blessing. Because there's a time, God has a time limit on everything under the sun. Amen? It's a season for everything for you to receive everything. And a lot of, most of the time, it's always us. And, he, and there, there are these unknown things, unseen things, or unforeseen things that come up, but that they're purposely done by the enemy so that it can delay your blessing. And so we have to be more mindful of what God is doing and not be so concerned about what the devil's doing. But what is God doing in my life? Amen. Amen. So uh, less obvious weights. Let's talk about them because I didn't get a rise out of you with the Internet and all of that stuff. 
So let's see if we'll go this way. Insecurities. See, that's a weight. See, now it's quiet in this Presbyterian church. Insecurity is a weight. You know why? It causes you to not go forward and pursue what God has called you to do. Amen? Because of fear of man. And so that's the insecurity. We blame that one on God, too. Well, I'm not ready. You know, that door that you opened, that wasn't for me. You know, it's just fear of going through that open door. Go through whatever door God opened. If it ain't the door he opened, it'll get slammed in your face. Amen? It's just like I tell people, go put the application in anyway, even if you don't get hired. Put the application in. You'll never know if it's your job until you do that. Amen? And then if it's not your job, big deal. God will open another door. Go through that one. So insecurities will cause you to not pursue your, um, your God-given um, assignment. And it'll, it'll make you start to take things into your own hands and then delay the process. Well, let's see. That one went over pretty good. Relationships. It's a weight. It's a concern. A non-relationship. That's a concern. Financial stress, health issues, all of these are things that the devil uses against you to cause you not to cross the finish line. He'll throw these things in, blow them up, you know, make you feel bad. Well, I can't come today. My leg hurt. Well, join the party, but you got to come anyway. You don't let these things hold you back. You have to fight these things. That's what the fight of faith is. Fight the good fight of faith. Amen. And you keep going because you're not in this alone. God is with you. So weights are designed to steal your time. See, it's nothing outright. It's real sneaky. It steals your time. Amen. Hallelujah. It hinders you from stepping out in faith. Weights steal your faith from you. By the time the weight get done with you, the health issue, the financial stress, you know, a failed relationship, by the time that whip you, you don't, you just want to get out of the race. Amen. Stay on the sidelines. You're no longer interested. And so the devil uses all these things to get you out of the race, sitting on the sideline, and pretty soon you get up and go home. Amen. And so you have to stay in the race, even though these things, even though you have these hindrances, continue to stay in the race. Amen. Continue to step out in faith. Continue to do what God has told you to do. But but we must learn to shake it off. Whatever you run into, shake it off. Amen. Any weight that prevents us from fulfilling the purpose that God has called us to is the devil, so shake it off. Amen. Let's go to uh, Matthew 6, and we'll talk a little bit about what hinders us crossing the finish line. Because if you haven't put it together, it's time to finish. It's time to finish. Amen. It's time for you to receive what God has for you, even if you've messed up. God still has something for you. Amen. He's not canceled you out of the equation. Are you kidding me? Amen. God is still with you. He wants to bless you. He's trying to get you to just repent and get back in the race. And that's what you do. You never think God has 
omitted you out of anything. He doesn't do his children like that. You know, when when we our children get in trouble, you want to spank them and you do spank them, but you don't omit them. Amen. Everybody has a, a, an opportunity to come out of that timeout corner. Nobody stays in timeout forever. Amen. And so don't ever think that God has uh, overlooked you or you've you gone so far that you can't get your blessing. You can still get it right now today. Amen. So let's see. Matthew 631. I don't know if I told you where I was going. 631. And it says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. In other words, the people who don't know God seek these things. And so when I read that, I know that these things that we think about, I'm not supposed to be thinking about that. What you eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. These things are minor things. They're minute, and they're not supposed to consume you. Amen? It says the, the Gentiles do that. Amen. So 32 says, For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows what you need. He knows you need something to wear. In other words, God takes care of your basic needs, we, even without you asking him. He does it without you asking him. But see, if you're not expecting him to do that, if your faith is not in that vein, you may have a, little, a few problems. But as, as, as soon as you cry out, God's got a neighbor with whatever you need. Or somebody put something in your account. Amen. And so you have to understand that God takes care of these things and they shouldn't be a concern for you. This is all he's, the Bible is telling us. Jesus is saying, don't let that be a concern. Because the people that don't know God, that's what they do. They're always concerned about these things. And these things are minor things. Amen. For your heavenly Father knows what you need. And all these things. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Seek the kingdom. Ask God in the morning. You know, God, I need this, 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 and this. And I'm, I thank you for it. And that's a... Uh, that's a uh, a faith statement. I thank you for him, Lord, because I know you take care of the birds, the fish in the air, uh, the birds in the air, fish in the sea, and I know you will take care of these needs that I have. And I thank you for it. And you keep moving. You keep moving with life. You don't let these small things stop you. Amen. Wait still time. And that's the biggest thing that the devil does with these, uh, with your life is he steals time. Amen. Hallelujah. He steals the time. So don't be concerned about what you're going to eat, drink, or wear. Amen. But seek the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom for these things. And, and don't keep asking God for this stuff. Seek the kingdom for, for what God has for you to do. In other words, get on your assignment and watch that stuff just come in without you even asking for it. But be about God's business. You know, if God wants you to, to lead someone to the Lord or go and clean somebody's house, why don't you do that? Do things like that. I bet some people have never even done that. Never even asked a neighbor, do you need anything? You've been sick. I heard you were sick. I mean, that's how you get your best seed sown. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And, and, you know, go and check on a neighbor. You have an elderly neighbor, go check on them. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, did you know that your neighbors are your responsibility? Come to think of it, they're, they're under your umbrella of salvation. Amen. And so your neighbors ought to be healed. They ought to be, uh, have their needs met. They shouldn't be needy people. My neighbors have prayer manuals. Now, it's up to them to open them up, but they have them and get healed. One of them got healed by it, amen, by the prayer, the divine health prayer. And so these people are on your assignment. So you can't just, you know, not, you know, not saying anybody does, but if you do, stop it today and, and go by your neighbor and say, you know what, do you need anything? You need prayer? Because these people are a part of your assignment, Amen acquaintances that God put in your life, they're on your assignment. They're not there for nothing. Amen. So in 34, I'll finish this. It said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry, tomorrow will worry about its own things. It didn't say that there won't be any worry, but it says tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So in other words, God is saying, look, take one day at a time. Amen. Our daily bread. Amen. Forgive us this day our daily bread. You take one day at a time. You can only eat for one day. Amen. But we go through that freezer and want to see stacks and stacks. And when we don't, hey, I'm guilty. Not anymore. Used to be in it back in the day. You know, if you didn't have uh, stacks and stacks of meat in your freezer, you wouldn't, you, you, you were poor, you know. And so, you know, but give us this day our daily bread. You can only, you, and this is why the God told the Israelites, don't save anything. Don't pack the bread. Don't hoard. Hoarders. Don't hoard. Amen. You know, you got to understand that there's something not godly and not clean about hoarding. You know what? why people hoard? No faith. Lack of faith. When you hoard, it's because you don't have faith. Period. You always worry about tomorrow. I might need that. I might do this. I might do that. Now, and I had to stop myself from doing that. You know, you cannot, you know, like Bridget tell me, throw it away. I don't like that. But you know what? The stuff that I threw away, I don't even miss it because I don't remember what it was. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so sometimes we need those people on the sidelines, although we want to pop them. We need those people on the sidelines telling them, you don't need that. Get that away. Amen. Have Better yet, have a garage sale and turn that into cash. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Amen. But worries and concerns are fleshly. Amen. And they're always... Uh, uh, concerning fleshly desires, and they'll distract you from finishing your course. Amen. And your course is your assignment. So we are to run this race of faith with patience in such a way that we receive the crown of life. And that's what we're all after, the crown of life. Paul received his crown of life. Jesus has a crown of life. And there's one waiting for you if you don't quit. Amen. Hallelujah. So, with self-control and with discipline, in all things, 
bring your mind and your actions under subjection of the Holy Spirit. This is how you run your race with patience and finish your course. I'll say it again. You finish your course with self-control and discipline in all things. Bringing your mind and actions under subjection of the Holy Spirit. In other words, you can't finish your course being unsubmitted to God. You have to submit to God. Amen. If you don't submit to God, you will not finish your course. Because you'll get off on some other tangent. And so you must uh, submit to God and be in this for the long haul. And don't want any microwave miracles. Amen. You know, it's like this. I believe I receive when I pray. And it's coming. God is working on my prayer. I know he heard me. And I will receive the full manifestation of what I prayed. And you keep living. You keep moving. You keep blessing people. You keep doing what you do. And then when you need it the most, you see God come through for you. Amen. That's because your faith is working. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 9. I won't be long. I think I'm going to have to let you out of here because I don't want nobody to fall asleep. And you're almost you almost there. <laughs> well, didn't we hear about our assignment yesterday? Uh-huh. This is phase two. <laughs> First Corinthians nine, verse twenty-four. It says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one, only one receives the prize. So it says, so run in such a way that you may obtain it. Amen. Now, what is that telling me? That's telling me that you don't run this race with everybody else. You run it by yourself. You and God. You and the Holy Ghost. You run that race with you and God and not with everybody else. Amen. God has called you to a specific work. Amen. See, you can't line your life up with other people. You got to let them do them. You do you and let them do them. Amen. But you have to you have to uh, obey God and fall under his submission because he has your your blessing on on time. He has it wrapped with your name on it. And, and it's not going to be yours and somebody else's name. Your name is on your blessing. So you have to come under God's authority. Amen? For whatever you do. Amen. And strive for the crown. Amen. And, and obtain it. If you strive for it, you will get it. Amen? This crown of life. Everything that you do for God, there's, there's blessings it's blessings along the wayside. It's like, if, if, did I mess that up? <laughs> it's like this. If you were a runner, a marathon runner, and, and you, you have your eye on the goal, and there's a lot of other people running out there, Those, each person has a number. They don't give two numbers to one person. Every person, every individual, I said, has a number. Now, as you run for God, not for man, not for stuff, not for things, but as you run for God, 
and you identify these weights and you get them, you get rid of them. As you run for God, there's blessings along the way. Those people who are running, there's people on the wayside got a towel, got a, got some water, got some Gatorade. They hand it to you, you do this and you keep going. So those are blessings along the way. So there are blessings along the way when God has you run in this race of faith for him and with him. But everybody, every runner or every redeemed person, that's me and you, we're expecting to win that prize. Amen? So we want the blessings along the way. God gives you the blessings, but there's one thing, one specific thing that only God can give you. That you can only, because you tried to get it on your own. It, it, you couldn't do it. Are y'all here? You got to shift. And so the only way you can get this specific prize or this specific thing that you want is to run that faith race. And there's blessings along the way, but it's not really what you want. But you've got to stay in the race and receive the crown. Now, in the spirit realm, when we go home to be with the Lord, there's a crown of life for obeying God. But at the end of this race, in the natural, there's a huge blessing, something that you could not get in the natural, something that no other human being could help you receive, something that only God, by faith, you, you could get this thing. You had to see it in the invisible realm. You had to have God work on this thing, and it took many, many years, but only God can release this thing, and this is what you're running for. Amen? You're running for that thing and the blessings along the way, and you're also uh, running for the crown of life. Is that making sense? Amen. So either way, any way you look at it, when you submit to God and you, you are blessed, God is going to bless you one way or the other. Amen. Hallelujah. But God is saying in this hour, can I have your full attention? He wants your full attention. Amen. He is, because this is, this gets you through the race even quicker. This is one way I believe that you redeem the time. By giving him your full attention. Allowing him to help you, empower you, encourage you. We need God. Amen. We need God to do whatever it is that he's called us to do. He didn't set it up for us to do it alone. He knows that we need him. And he's prepared to help us. He has the precious Holy Spirit that encourages, strengthens us, um, helps us to meditate. There's Jesus, you know, um, sitting on the right hand of the Father. He's interceding for us. You know, we have everything we need to, to make it. There's no sense in failing. Nobody has to fail. God does not set people up to fail, but he set us up to have victory amen and we do have victory in christ jesus amen but don't get distracted and don't get competitive because there's a number for every every runner and and when you get to the finish line and you go and run through that finish line there's a blessing for you amen you don't share it with nobody that's yours 
Hallelujah. But you got to put in the time. All you have to do is stay true to what God's called you to do. Amen. Stay true to your calling. Don't start talking about God didn't tell you to do that. He did. He doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. Amen. Don't try to look at what other people are doing. Amen. You know, they don't give double numbers at the race. It's just one number, and that number belongs to you. You have to be who you are. Amen. And so it's like it's you and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so God has much work for us to do in the interim. You know, when you're a runner, you're passing by millions of people, and the, and you might see a person on the road, you may have to stop for that person to help, help them up, Amen. give them whatever they need, pray for them, somebody's out of breath. See, these are people you will meet on the road when you're, you know, your race. Am I making sense? Amen. So you, you have to stay with God, or you'll never know, and you'll never find out what you, you're capable of doing unless you stay on this faith race. You stay in the faith race. You stay on the road. This is the road to prosperity, by the way. Amen. This is the road. You don't have to figure out how what you're going to do or what you're going to eat or how you're going to get money. If you stay on the road... Um, with God, you stay on your assignment, everything you need is there. Finances, job, whatever you need is there, amen? Healings, blessings, everything is there on the road to this race. And you're trying to finish the course. You're trying to get to the finish line. And there's a lot of trouble along the way if you allow it, or you can just bust right through it. Amen? Because the devil's going to put a lot of roadblocks up. But you don't have to allow them to hinder you. You don't have to bow to any roadblocks. Because I'm telling you, when, the de- when one door closes, another door opens. Amen? And so you don't have to bow to any trick that's out there on the road to where you're going. Hallelujah. Know who you are and stay on your assignment and never quit. Finish strong. God's already prepared a way for you to finish strong. Amen. You don't finish weak. You don't barely crawl or pass the finish line. You know those people that's crawling, somebody just whish right past you. Where'd they get their momentum? Where'd they get their speed and agility and all of those things that a healthy athlete has? They got them from the Holy Ghost. And they ran right past you because you allowed yourself to get stressed out, tuckered out, because you didn't go to the well and get filled. Amen. In other words, walk in the spirit. You won't have to obey the lust of the flesh. You know, keep yourself toned up spiritually. When you do that, you'll receive everything there is for you to receive. Amen. Hallelujah. So you must realize that our race is a marathon, not a sprint. People want to sprint to the finish line. You cannot sprint to the finish line. It's a marathon. It takes time. Sometimes they may close a road and they put up a detour, and you got to go this way. Expect those things in life. You know, it may not be that easy, but whatever it is, God has you covered. Just stay on the road. Stay on the road to peace. Stay on the road to blessing. Stay on the road to giving. 
you know, and to, you know, everything that God has for you. Stay on the road to joy. Stay on the love road. Amen. So that your faith will work and won't fail you. Hallelujah. Stay with, stay with the marathon runner. You know, people who sprint, they never, see, they're taking shortcuts. They don't want to go through the bad times. And they're taking shortcuts to where they think, but they never end up in the right place. They end up in Kansas like Dorothy or somewhere. You know what I'm saying. But they never end up in the right place. They never end up with their needs met. They never because they're trying to take shortcuts. So just be prepared. Don't expect it to take a long time. But don't expect this microwave life. Amen? Because, that, I mean, telling you, the, this world has messed up. I think the world has infiltrated us so much so that it's caused us to slow down in this race. Did I say that right? The, the influence of the world, you know, the news media, what's going on in the world, you know, North Korea, all these things are, are uh, weights that will cause you to slow up and not finish your, your course. But you have to trust God. See, this is where faith comes in. That's why this is a faith race. And you trust God, you pray, and you trust God, and you know that you're going to come out strong. Amen? Hallelujah. You're going to come out with everything that you need. Just keep God, keep God with you. Amen. Don't, don't take him and throw him in a trunk and just live your life. But keep him on, as a trophy on your coffee table. You know, let, let everybody know that you're with God. And if they can't adapt to that, then they got to take a hike. Amen. Because you're with God. You're in the best place that you can be. Amen. So we need to realize what type of race that we're in. Amen. We must run with perseverance. Um, perseverance is the ability to bear difficulties. Uh, uh, the ability to uh, deal with things calmly and without complaint. We need to persevere. But we, what do we do? We complain all the time. And what does this do? It slows us down. We don't have time for that. Amen? You know, so we need to persevere and, and do all of these things. Um, stay in faith. Stay in love. Stay in forgiveness. All of these things are on that road to where you're going. And you, you have to continue to uh, allow God to help you. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit is right there saying, forgive. Bless. Love, <laughs> be in joy. Joy is a merry medicine. If you sick, try some joy. You feel better. Amen. Bind all of that confusion. Confusion will set you back on this road. Amen. So just get the wrong stuff out of your way and continue to go forward in God. Past mistakes is another weight when you messed up. You can't do anything about the past. So keep moving forward. Repent. Can you take responsibility for those things? See, the devil has an uncanny way of causing, pushing you to do something because he'll make you think it's the right thing. And then when you do it, he sits there and then he tortures you with condemnation. It's like putting a pick in your back and then twisting it. But see, even those situations, you can get out of those. 
Simple repentance. God, amen. Hallelujah. Simple repentance. It's not a big, big uh, intellectual speak speech, but it's a, one heart to another. God, I just messed up. I'm, see, but you gotta, you gotta let pride go to do that. I won't say anything else. Perseverance. Amen. <laughs> Perseverance. You have to persevere through embarrassment. That's another thing. Amen. It's another weight. But, honey, you have to just let it, let it roll off your back like water. You just let it roll off your back and you keep moving for God. Amen. Because we're no better than anybody else. And those times are going to come when you're, you're humiliated. And the devil likes that. That's, that's a part of him sticking the pick in and twisting it. But you know what? Laugh at the devil. Amen. Laugh at the devil and keep moving for God. Amen. Keep feeding your faith through the word, through the word, meditating on the word of God. Because when you feed your spirit, man, the word of God, or I say it like this, when you read the word of God, you're feeding your spirit, man, and your mind is changing. Did y'all get that? You're having a mind change, a transformation. Amen. Hallelujah. You're being conformed to to the things of God, not the world. But you're being conformed into the image of God. Hallelujah. So no matter what we encounter during the course of this race, we can finish. So keep going forward. We can finish. You know, in other words, the devil can't flatten you. He couldn't stop Paul and Silas, threw them in jail so many times. But did he stop them? No, he didn't. Why? Because they remembered God, and they worshipped him, and they praised him. And they didn't forget God, and God didn't forget them. Every time they got out, amen. Let's go to Philippians 3. Hallelujah. Philippians 3, verse 13. And it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. And this is Paul talking. He says, But one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. He says, I press toward the goal. What's the goal is the prize. Amen. The goal is to please God. The goal is to get your needs met. The goal is to get your family into a safe place and so that they can receive healing, blessing, to get their need, whatever it is. That's the goal. Amen. So Paul says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I press forward for the prize of the upward call. So the upward call is a prize. It's not just stuff. Amen. But it's, it's the upward call. It's that responsibility that God puts on you to get something done for him. Amen. Well, y'all, y'all weren't too thrilled about it, but that's a blessing. It's called a, being a called out one. Amen. Hallelujah. The prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. God wants to use us all. He's dependent on us to 
to continue to press in his name. Amen. And when these situations come, when things happen, good and bad, we don't let them hinder us, but we stay on that, you know, stay in the race. We don't quit. We take the blessings along the way, and we keep running for God. Amen. But you got to forget those things that are behind because past issues will hold you back. Amen. It's a weight. It's a weight, and it, it, it'll start to bog you down and hold you back. Amen. But there's a prize in all of this stuff. The high calling is a prize. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a blessing to be able or to be called to work for God. Amen. Well, it is for some of us. Well, I just want the blessing. We know. (laughs) He knows. That's why it's on the shelf. But you know what? God wants to change your mind. You stick with him, he'll change your mind and make you happy, you know, about the call, the assignment. You know, I think everybody dislikes their assignment in the beginning because we don't understand it. And it seems, um, what is that word? Like it occupy a lot of your time. And, and it seems like it's consuming all of your time. When do I have time for me? But I'm telling you, God is so good. He works that thing in your life, intertwines it together so that you're doing the assignment without... Um, without walking away from the things that are precious to you. Does that make sense? Amen. So in other words, there's no reason why you can't attend to your assignment. There's no reason why you need to quit your assignment. Your assignment is intertwined with your life. That makes sense? Hallelujah. And you will get it done because there's no reason not to. Amen. Hallelujah. You might, so you need to forget some things, forgetting those things that are past. And press on to the, the things that are in your high calling. Hallelujah. Anything that is waiting, weighty or weighing you down, you, or anything that keeps you from moving forward, you need to repent and put that, you put that along the sideways. Amen. You know, sometimes you see runners pull a shirt off. Or a belt off because it's weighing them down. Or it got wet from sweat and it's weighing them down. And they take it off and they keep going. Forgetting those things that are behind and those things that are weighing you down, you take them and you throw them off. Amen. You cast them aside and you keep running for God. Anything, anything that holds you back. Anything that causes your blessings to stop. Anything that messes up your mind, causes you to be angry, causes you to be unhappy, anything that causes this rift between you and God, you have to, that's a weighty thing, and you have to cast it aside, amen? And you keep running for God. You keep moving forward for God, amen? And put that stuff behind you, past mistakes. What you did in the past, it doesn't have to affect your future. But what you do in the future will, will affect your future if you don't align yourself, your now, up with God so that you can have a bright, a bright future. But you have to let these past failures go. Well, you know, people know. Oh, really? 
I'm not going to say what I almost said. Okay? Stop focusing on the past problems. Focus on the mission. See, this is why the devil does that. So you forget where you're going and what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. Because, see, your assignment has people attached to it. That's the mission the devil wants you to forget. Forget what you're supposed to be doing. That's the purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you to keep that momentum going. Stay stay steadfast in the things of God. Amen. Paul finished his course just like Jesus finished. And he kept the faith while he did it. He didn't backslide while he was running for God. Amen. Hallelujah. He used his example, Jesus. He cast down thoughts and all vain imaginations. You know, it says to cast those things down because your thoughts can be weights that cause you to stumble and cause you to say, now, wait a minute. Am I supposed to be doing this? What did God really say? And you're back in the garden with Eve. Did God really say? (laughs) What am I supposed to be doing right now? And so you have to cast down every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. You know, uh, religion will step in there and tell, well, you have to be realistic. And you have to stay with what's really going on. That sounds like a, a snooty person. That's what religion is. It's a snootiness. Amen. Well, we have to stay, you know, keep our whatever that is. What Y'all know what it is. You have to... Um, Stay in reality or whatever that is. And I'm telling you, it's just a snootiness that will come over you and take over. And you know what? That thing wants to be right. Don't want to be wrong. It wants to be right. And so you just have to cast. Look, it's like this. Don't allow anything to attach itself to you while you're running this race of faith. Don't get involved with anything that you see alongside the road unless God tells you to. Amen. But you keep running for God. Amen. Let's go to Philippians 4. Oh, I did. Philippians 4.13. Did I read it? No, I don't think I did. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so if you want to finish this course, God will strengthen you so that you can stay in this race. In other words, you don't quit being a Christian. You don't quit doing good. You don't quit reading your Bible. Amen? You don't quit obeying God because your life is not your own. Now, did we cover that? That's why you have to do everything that you do. When you're born again, you've been purchased with a price, and your life is not your own. Amen? But the enemy will try everything and anything he can to stop you stop your faith stop your production so that you won't finish the race for god amen and that's why paul said i finish he said i i ran a good race and i finished my course and he also says i kept the faith amen so he let everybody know look i didn't just stay in the race for the sake of staying in the race, but I also finished my course and stayed and kept my faith. I didn't, I didn't allow myself to, uh, to not use my faith. In other words, my faith didn't falter. Hallelujah. I kept my faith. 
I kept my faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I kept my faith in God that he would do everything that he told me he would do because it was already spoken. And so I kept the faith as I approached the finish line, and I received the crown of life. Amen. Let's go to 2 Timothy 4. Let's, let's go back to 2 Timothy. This is my last scripture. You got to keep the faith. It's not so much as looking good. Well, I'm still in the race. Yeah, but where's your heart? Amen. Where's your heart? Is your heart in this race? Are you going through the motions? See, God's going to see that. He's going to find that thing out. He's going to expose it. If you don't fess up and repent, he's going to expose that thing. Just telling you. Just saying. Second Timothy 4. Verse 7, and this is Paul, we read it yesterday, his valedictory, or I call it his, what did I call it yesterday, his salutation, amen. Thank you, Chuck. (laughs) You took notes? Good girl, amen. Go, Chuck. Don't play her cheap. So it says in verse 7, it says, I have fought the good fight. And when, when it says good fight, I believe he wasn't, that means he wasn't sloppy. He wasn't sloppy on the job. One day I'm, I'm serving God, next day I don't know him. Because I'm mad because I didn't get what I wanted. Amen. But see, Paul's death was forthcoming. In other words, he knew that his time was ending. And he wanted to go through uh, whatever he had, his, he wanted to go through his life and remind those that would follow him that I, I fought a good fight, I didn't quit. I stayed in the race. Although I was in jail, bruised and beat up and <laughs> all of that stuff. But he said, but I stayed in the race because I was on assignment for God. Because I knew that this life was not my life, but this life belongs to God. And he had some things that he wanted me to accomplish while I was here on earth, and I took care of those things, just like we're supposed to do. Amen? So he says, I fought the good fight of faith. I finished the race. In other words, I didn't quit, and I've kept the faith. He says, I did it in faith. That's why he mentions faith last. I believe he mentioned it last because he was letting us know there's other ways you can finish this race, but I finished in faith. Amen. I did not uh, drop my faith. I kept the faith. Amen. And verse 8 says, and finally, there there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. Amen. Are y'all here? The crown of righteousness, which the Lord... The righteous judge will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Amen? So when you finish the race, that means that there's a reward, but there's also victory. There's also victory. When you finish your race, that means that you lived your life and you you overthrew the devil. You overthrew circumstances. Whatever the devil shot your way, you dealt with it. You didn't run from it. You got victory over everything that was in your path. And you came out on the better end. 
Amen. And that comes from choosing the better things. You know, we have choices in life, but we need to choose the better thing. Don't just just be the clean-up lady. Don't just settle for the crumbs. Amen. But allow God to bless you in the way that he wants to bless you. See, there's blessings on that road of this race of faith. When you're running, there's blessings. You know, God doesn't make you run this race race all your life and never give you anything. But you have to accept those little blessings that he gives. He gives you big blessings. You know, if you pray you want money to start a business, that's what he's going to give you. Amen? But there's blessings on the road. As long as it's like this, as long as you're obedient to God, as long as you're in his will, he's going to bless you. Amen? But you will finish the race. Amen. Because you, this, see, Paul's qualification to go on <laughs> into the afterlife was to finish his race. Amen. When you die before you, f- you finish your assignment, then you just left that. It's just out there. You didn't finish it. Well, it's mighty quiet in this Presbyterian church. Amen. But that should be on everyone's heart. I want to finish what God has told me to accomplish in this lifetime, and I will finish. See, the only one that's going to stop you is you. Amen. The only person that can stop you is you. Amen. So pick up the baton and run the course that God has laid before you and make a decision to not only run our race, but make a decision to finish the race. Amen. Finish your assignment. There's no such thing as quitting your assignment. That's like finish, That's like stopping your life. And people don't understand that. You can't quit your assignment. Amen. Amen. It's no such thing. Now, there's people that do. Amen. But they give up everything. You forfeit everything when you stop your assignment. Because a lot of people don't realize it's real. They think that's just something people tell them to keep them busy. I wish mega churches would tell people that they're on assignment. They don't do that. They give you a program and a, a pro and a, and all of that other stuff. I started to say something else, but anyway, they let the choir take you there. Amen. Like what's her name? Who sang that? Who sang that? I take you there. The statement. Look, Miss Patton. No, come on. Yeah, Marvis. Miss Marvis Staples. Yeah, honey, that stuff that they got for you in the church will take you there. Amen. But you want what God has for you. Amen. So stay on course. If you get off course, repent. Simple repentance. Amen. And get back in the game because it's not over. Amen. But God wants to bless you. So we just thank Father. Father, we thank you for your word. We love you and we bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.